welcome to Night Colors Bigfoot Radio. You're here with your hosts, Lauren Smith and Dustin Clark. How are you doing tonight, Dustin? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing tonight, Lauren? Fabulous. Fabulous. You enjoying this um, Arctic weather we're having? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, no, when we were out this past weekend camping, like, that's the best sleep, sleeping out in the freezing temperatures. Mhm. Yeah. No. How are you I'm not about it? this weather. Like, I can't stand it. I will be completely honest. <laughs> I hate it. Every time I go outside, I just like shiver like a little lost chihuahua. It's I'm pitiful. I am pitiful in the cold. Um, we did. So, like Dustin said, we did go out this past weekend uh, researching, and um, thankfully hate saying this out loud because I know he's going to get all excited, but Michael Waldy saved the day and lent me a pair of coveralls and <laughs> that saved my life. That's the only way I was able to keep researching because I was so cold. Yeah, she looked like the little uh, the little brother from A Christmas Story where she could barely put her arms <laughs> up or down. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't. I could barely like move. I just kind of shuffled to wherever I needed to be, but it was, it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, I definitely was able to successfully research a little more. Um, but yeah, it was so stinking cold. And now I got back home and it's just as cold, um, here in Tulsa, but we actually, it was worse here in Tulsa. Um, we had that cold front come through and, oh, it was, it's miserable here. And I'm just like, what? not supposed mm-hmm. to be this way until like January. I'm fr- I'm from the <laughs> south, but I don't do well in this. I don't know what this is. <laughs> not a fan. Not a I fan. Don't bother me too much. Oh. Yes, it did. Right. He was shivering too. Don't let <laughs> him lie to you. Anyways, so uh, you ready to bring our guest on? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess yes. I you guess you're anything. done talking about. The weather. Oh, well, I'm not <laughs> all alone, right. So. <laughs> well, you're wrong all the time, so I figured maybe you'd take up a new profession. Oh, that hmm. was good. Okay. Love you. All. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tonight we have Stephen Hill on our show. He is from Southwest Arkansas. He's lived there his whole life. He's always been interested in the weird, which is, you know, um, pretty much your, you know, that's the resume of a Bigfoot researcher is that you're interested in things that other people think is weird or whatever. Um, So Stephen had a sighting in 2009, and even then, after having a sighting, it still took him a few years to come to terms with the fact that these things are real, and also the fact that they live in his part of the country, because being as close to Falk, Arkansas as he was, he still could not accept that they were in his part of the country. So, we're going to bring Stephen on, and we're going to chat about that, as well as all the experiences he has had since. How are you doing tonight, Stephen? I'm doing good. It's uh, good to be on here with uh, you and Dustin tonight, Lauren. That's uh, appreciate you having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're yeah, so we're glad, glad that you came on. on. We're eager to talk to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, as you said in the uh, in the intro there, I was uh, around 2009 there. I had that first sighting. It was uh, around Costa Falls is where that took place. Uh, the thing crossed the road in front of me. I was on, on my way home from work. Uh, come down the hill. I just come around the curve. I wasn't wasn't going too fast in the truck, and I saw it through the trees on the left-hand side of the road before it got up in the road and it crossed the road and and I don't know it was a hundred yards or less and I was moving toward it when uh, when it crossed the road and I was thinking that I would be able to see it after it had crossed the road and when I got up there to where it was at it it was nowhere to be seen so and uh, that was one of those things I tried to uh, I tried to convince myself that it was a bear sighting but mm-hmm. Uh, after I'd watched videos of bears running, black bears running, which is what we have in Arkansas, uh, there's just mm-hmm. they just don't look the same whenever they're moving like that. So um, at that time, had you that. were you? <laughs> Dustin and I are both chomping at the bit. Okay, <laughs> we're both excited <laughs> to have you on. Um, All right, you go first, one. At that time, had you already um, were you already interested in Bigfoot? Yes, yes, yes. I was uh, I was definitely interested in it. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Monster Quest was already out at that time, and I always tried to watch that every week. And the shows that they uh, they would have on there about Bigfoot, I always wanted to watch that, and I'd watched other stuff. You know, I think. Bigfootville and some other shows had been out prior to that that I always watched and but uh, so I, I, just to be honest I mean it was something I always had a fascination with I guess mm-hmm. anything like that okay. Bigfoot Rock Nest Monster any Chupacabra you name it I was I always wanted <laughs> to see I always wanted to see what kind of evidence was presented on TV yeah mm-hmm. gotcha. which is a uh, Go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> okay, so I was going to ask, uh, what what time of day was your was your sighting? It was a. Um, well, I'll go ahead and give you. I'll try to give you the time of year. It was either in uh, December or January. I'm not not real sure. I. The only thing I'm certain of is I know it was uh, the temperature was getting down in probably the low twenties, possibly the teens at night. It was a, uh, and it was getting dark. Uh, it's during the time of year whenever you need to have your headlights on by five o'clock, fifteen after five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and that that was the time of day that it, that I had the sighting late in the evening. So, okay. Yeah, and uh, most uh, most of the sightings that I've had have actually been that time of day, late in the evening. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, uh, winter time. Uh, Usually in the springtime is when I've had most of the sightings that I've actually had. So, let's say March, April, and May. Either that's usually when I've had most of them. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know, and I, I don't know for sure why I've had more sightings in the springtime than any other time of year yet. Other than I don't know, maybe they're just, I don't know. It's just speculation on my part as to why. Why I've, why I've seen them more often than than any other time. Yeah, I've, uh, one of our areas, uh, a lot of the activity is between January and April, and usually, mm-hmm. sometimes the rest of the year we don't have any activity out there except for, I think, 
the latest I think that we've had activity out there was May, June, and then other mm-hmm. than that, as far uh, it's been pretty quiet out there. <clears throat> now, do you uh, do you do most of your research out there in uh, in near Fout? Uh, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, William, who you had on here week before last, uh, mm-hmm. William Lunsford is uh, my research partner. So, and we we've done quite a bit in Fout. We've uh, we've had pretty good success down there as well. And we live about forty miles apart. And this 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 year we focused more on my area up here, closer to my house or my where I live at, than. Uh, than we did in Falk. You know, it's just we just had so much going on in the area we call we we refer to it as ground zero, uh, for our own we we know what we're talking about when we when we do that. <laughs> uh but uh we we've had a lot of activity there. Williams had a couple of sightings there I had uh uh yeah, I I saw something there one night. <laughs> it was a uh, uh, that was one of those that I don't know. I guess I'm not going in any particular order with all this stuff, but I've I've jumped there. That's with all right. It. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I guess I guess it'd be all right. We we can eventually get around to this. Um, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, what it was, we were uh, we've had uh, or uh, from March and late February or March until October, I had. Uh, had some rocks that I would arrange in a certain order on a stump, and we had a, another little spot right there close to it that we were we were doing things. And I was going out there. It was already dark whenever I got off work that evening, and I decided to go ahead and go out there and just check on things. And when I got out there, there was one of those times whenever I, as soon as I opened the truck door, I got I got creeped out. I got the creeps as bad as I've ever mm-hmm. had them in my entire life. So. I, I kind of, I guess I gave myself a pep talk, you know, quit being a, quit mm-hmm. being a child about this. Just go ahead and go out here and do what you're supposed to be doing, because everything's okay. So I made it out there to the first spot. I parked truck and I walked on out there to the to the first area, and it, the creeps just did not go away. And the only thing I had with me that night, I had a little, I had a mechanics flashlight, which doesn't shine very far at all. Uh, maybe one of these, maybe one of these times on the outing, I'll, I'll try to remember to bring it with me so you can see how far it shines, and it's, it's not very far. <laughs> so I, I was out there, and I just, my goodness, that 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 the creeps just wouldn't go away. So I I turned my light on, shine around, and my light lit up something that was either white or it was light gray. I don't know for sure which color it was. When I lit that up, I turned my light off and put it back down by my side, and I tried to go back to doing what I was doing, <laughs> but, I, but I couldn't do it. So I turned my light on again, and when I lit it up the second time, I, I had all that I could take. I left. There, There's no trash out there, nothing that color out there, not even right now since all the foliage has been killed off by the frost. There's, there's, there's still nothing out there that color. And that was, that was, I got in the truck and it, it, it had me so shook up that night that I, I called William on the way home and talked to him. And it, 
it wasn't until I'd been home for probably 30 minutes or longer before I finally started settling down. And mm. that's one of those times that, I, I don't know, I, I still I, I still get the chills whenever I go to thinking about it and thinking of whatever, whatever it was I lit up out there that night. It was uh, it was even to the point when I had a uh, I went and did a stress test back during the summer, and on the, on the stress test, you know, they want you to get up to eighty at least eighty five percent when you're on the treadmill. And I was I forget where I was at at eighty one, eighty two percent, something like that. So the nurse in charge of the in charge of that stress test, she told me to the uh, I mentioned to her what I what my hobby is now. She said, "Maybe think of maybe think of a scary encounter or something like that." So, so I I thought back to that night whenever I lit that up, and when I did that, my my points jump it jumped two points on the stress test. And she's like, "I don't know what you did, but it worked." So, and I was able to go ahead and make it on up to eighty five percent. Just just thinking about that. Yeah, that was that was uh, one of those. To... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, um, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, were you able to tell, uh, like, how tall or, like, wide, big? Did you see? Uh, do you think you saw hair, or was it? Uh, I, I think it. I think it was probably the hair is what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so. So I don't know. And. The light I had, I wish that I'd had one of the lights that I had with me, you know, this past weekend, and that I that I would have known exactly what it was that I lit up out there. But that was, I don't know. I, I mean, the thing, I don't know. It, it was really, it was really close. Whatever, whatever it was, you know, it, it definitely wasn't a possum or something like that. It was, it was bigger than that. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And who who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it was a little one, and there was a there was a big one around there sending a message to me. I'm not sure. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked Will um, this question when I had him on, or when we had him on. Um, have you found any of the three toed tracks out there, or have you been finding fives? Yes. Yes, that's uh, uh, one of the pictures I sent you. That's uh, that you had there on the. Uh, one of the pictures I sent you. That's actually a three-toed track. If people gotcha. can zoom in on that a little bit, that's a clump of dirt to the right-hand side of it. That's not another toe impression. That's a true mm. three-toed track. The big toe, the big toe itself is two two and a quarter inches wide. And mm. the width of just those three toes is seven and a quarter wide. So that's with just three toes. That that's a wide foot. Yes, that's that a, is. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's not. It wasn't. It's not as big and 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 impressive as what the twenty inch track that y'all have is. But it's. Uh, I mean, for a three toe track, I thought that was a pretty good track. You know, and it's mostly I went out there and I, I did cast that one, and all I have is the all I have are the toe impressions of the cast. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, yeah, there, it, there were no claw marks or anything else on it. You know, yeah, it looked it still looked pretty good. Um, so uh, 
go on into any other encounters that you would like to talk about? Um, I guess the uh, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about the uh, the biggest one that I've that I've ever seen. It's one that I would say was uh, I'm going to say it was at least eight feet tall, and the and the width of the shoulders. If you're familiar with cattle, and uh, I always compare it to about a year and a half old heifer. The distance from her front leg to her back leg, that would be about the width of the shoulders. That's how wide it was across. Hmm. And that one, and that one up there, I mean, I, I was actually in a vehicle when I saw the thing. And that's the one that, that one shook me. That one shook me bad. After, simply after seeing that one, it was three months before I even told my wife that I had seen that one. It 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 shook me it shook me to my core to see something that size because I realized that I was looking at a real life monster. You know, it didn't it didn't there was no no growling at me, it didn't scream at me, it didn't do anything. I, I saw it from a vehicle. But just mm-hmm. seeing the sheer size of it, that, that shook me. I, I went through uh I went through a period where I had trouble sleeping at night simply because I had seen what I had seen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't I don't know if I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else or not, you know, the the fact that I would the fact that I would have that kind of reaction from just looking at one. But but I did. I mean it, it bothered me bad because the thing was only about four miles from my house where I saw it. You know, and I mean it's I'm thinking, you know, if that thing wants to tear Tear the door off the house. It wants to tear the roof off the house. What what's going to stop it? Because right. it's just massive. And how far away were you from that one? Uh, hundred yards, maybe. Yeah, not very far. It's at all. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> were, were, yeah it, were you able it, to? It was. I'm sorry. Were you able to see like any? definition to it, color or anything like that? Uh yeah, that was a that one it had a it had some black the arms on it looked black or they were really dark to me. And on the back it was a it was a gray it was a gray color. So I don't know if I was seeing honestly not sure if I was looking at the hair being a gray color or if the, the skin was a gray color. Because with some of these things, to me, it, it's a it's a lighter gray-looking color on some of these creatures is mm-hmm. what it, what it looks like to me. Now, when with, when you saw it, did you th- this was one of the ones that was like a uh, low light situation when you seen it? it was, I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, sorry. I was I was saying when you saw this one, was it kind of low light like all yes. the other ones? Right. Yes, uh, the, the, that one. That one there, I actually saw that one in the morning time. It was it was light outside, but the sun hadn't made it up over the trees yet. So, oh, gotcha. Okay, so I mean, yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering if maybe you saw the black in, like, if you got either flashlight or headlights on it, maybe oh. the way the light was hitting it might have give, been given part of the silver looking part, you know. Shiny, yeah. giving it the silver look. 
Oh no, no, I didn't. I didn't hit it with a headlight. I mean, it was it was already light enough that you could you could see. But, you know, I mean, the sun yeah, hadn't the sun hadn't fully risen at that time of day. It was uh, it was early. It was in the morning. So. Okay. But uh, I mean, uh, I I would guess that thing probably weighed between eight hundred and a thousand pounds. They give you give you a better idea of just how just how massive it was. In the head, on that the thing, is... you really couldn't see. For, for the head, basically all you could see was a bump above the shoulders. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know why I go out in the woods with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so, pretty thankful that thing didn't decide to show itself on Saturday night. I would have had to have Stephen carry me to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, that's why I turned my back on it. I was hoping maybe when I turned my back on it that it would that it would peek out and you could see it. <laughs> well, would, yeah. Would y'all yeah. kind of would, would y'all like to kind of go into that? Yeah. For yeah, people that don't know the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead, Steven. <laughs> uh, that's one of those deals. Uh, Lauren was already down there, and Dustin, you came out and talked to me, and I went down there where, where she was at. And, uh, well, she she was telling me, and I she she was telling me what she's feeling, where 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 she thought it. She didn't she didn't directly pointed out to me. Uh yeah. I'm I I actually pointed to the spot that she was talking about, even though she hadn't told me where yeah. it was. And when I pointed, that's when things intensified a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> they did, they did. So I had gone we had all parts and I had Dustin had told me I I told, you know, because I'm me, I told everyone I have to pee. And um so Dustin, being the gentleman that he is, tells me to go across the road into the deep, dark woods by myself and go, you know, <laughs> draw up a Bigfoot. And so I did. And <laughs> um, I start moving over there to go do that. And I, just like Stephen was saying, I hit that creepy spot. That, like, I mean, it, it's real intense right here spot. And so I kind of pushed against it. And then I pushed against it a little more and then I decided to um, go back and tell them what I was feeling Um, and so I did that and then Dustin came with me and I don't remember Dustin if you asked me if I saw something or something like that but I remember I was go ahead well you'd been down there for several minutes and I yelled I yelled (laughs) down and I didn't get an answer, so I yelled again, and I was like, "Okay, there. All right, I'm gonna have to get closer because she either can't hear me or something's going down." And so I start getting closer, and she walks up, and that's when she has me walk down with her. And I didn't feel—I I felt a little creeped out, but I didn't feel what they were feeling. And right. so I went and I got Stephen. And had him walk down there to see if he could feel it. And then that's where their story yeah. was in. 
Well, I asked because mm-hmm. Dustin had come down there and he said, "Do you see anything?" And I said, "Um, I was like, well, when before you walked up that area back there, that tree, I was like, see the the white tree in front of the dark spot. I'm like, well, behind that was black, and then when you walked up, it got lighter." I said, but mm-hmm. that's where I feel like I've been looking this whole time. And I said, hey, can you send Steven down here? Because he's pretty much part squat. And so <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I said, he's either going to piss it off or scare it off. I said, so if you could send him down here, I want to see what, what happens if he comes down here. So he comes down there and and he said, I feel like, I feel like something's right there where that dark spot is with the white tree in front of it. I just feel like it's right there. And it's exactly where I had told Dustin, but Dustin didn't tell him that. And I didn't tell him that. And so we stood there and I said, you know, I said, I feel this. uh, I said, I'm just, I feel it. I said, I'm just feeling kind of, you know, heavy. Like I feel that heavy creeped out sensation. And he said he was feeling it too. And, um, and then he said, well, I'm going to turn my back and see what that does. And when he turned his back, it's like someone turned up the volume on it. Like it was mm-hmm. like really intense. Yes. And yeah. when I turned my, when I turned my back, when we were, after I pointed at it, I could, I could feel the hair on my arm standing up after I pointed mm-hmm. and I turned yeah. my back to it. Yeah. And when I turned my back to it, well, I felt it on my back. What we mm-hmm. were feeling whenever I was facing it, I felt it on my back, and that was mm-hmm. now that that was uh, that was new to me. Of course, I'd never I'd never turned my back on one like that whenever I've been feeling that before. And with this right here, I, I know in fact I have I have seen the chill bumps on William's arms and on my daughter Sydney's arms whenever this was taking place before. Mm-hmm. So I this this was this was not something new to me. This, this is something I've experienced before. Um, but that whenever I turned my back to it and then I was feeling it on my back now to me that it I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I believe that they can control it. And I believe that it was mm-hmm. coming from that direction that we we both identified. So, yeah, it was, was it was strong, and I had that same I had the same chill bumps. I mean, just mm-hmm. up and down my whole body, yeah. just chills, and then yeah. um, and then right as soon as because we were kind of testing it, we were talking about getting closer to it, like you know, moving up on it and making it do something. And about that time, um, Michael walked up, and it just it cut mm-hmm. off. And then yes. it's like it, it's like it decided, oh no, nope, that's too much, and I'm not going to mess with them no more. Yes. And it kind of took off into another direction. Yes, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, whenever Michael walked up, it 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 stopped it stopped right then. It didn't. There wasn't any. Yeah. Well, there there were no lingering effects of it. I mean, it, it stopped suddenly. Mm-hmm. When he, when he walked up. Oh, we have to mention, uh, Michael had, um, what do you have? He had thermal that he walked up with? Yeah, he had a uh, seek. He had a seek that yeah. he was using. Yeah, so he walks up with that, and I think, you know, 
Um, mm-hmm. Well, Squatch ain't stupid. It ain't about to get caught. So it was like, yeah. eh, it's not worth it. And it went on about its business. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. And so we kind of walked down the, the little fire road there and we tried to see if we could, you know, get closer and feel it again or, you know, see if we could entice it back. And, um, we didn't really feel anything the rest of the time we were there. So we kind of gave it up and went back to camp, but it was, uh, it was interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, (laughs) I don't know. You know, it's uh, I guess whatever people want to call it, they want to call it infrasound, or they want to call it vibing, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, it's zinging. It's, it's, um, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say, it's you know, something. they got zinged. Um, yeah. But I know I went back the next day because I wanted to see, I wanted to see what that place looked like in the daylight and see what that tree looked like and all that. So I went back the next day, and that same little spot we were looking at, where the mm-hmm. little the you know we had that feeling and i saw the black shadow and all that um that same little spot was actually so you stood behind that white tree behind the trees and then real quick like right behind it there was a little a little ravine so all it had to do was step back and it was down in that ravine and hidden and you yes. wouldn't have been able to see it on thermal anything mm-hmm. um yeah. so it was really mm-hmm. interesting the next day and checking that out mm-hmm. yeah that's uh that's true and I, I mean with that thing having a having a low spot where it was at it, there's no doubt it knew it knew where it was at and how it could get away and hide mm-hmm. and they're, they're as comfortable on all Real fours quick. as they are upright i believe it's uh, yes i've heard a lot of reports about that creeps me out but i've heard a lot mm-hmm. of them <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the low crawl or whatever, whatever people are talking about, but I have, I have seen them move mm-hmm. on all fours. So uh, I've seen it, seen that more than once. You know, uh, I've, I've never seen one run on two legs, but I don't, I don't doubt that they do that. I've had uh, too many reports of them running away on two legs or walking or whatever. You know. Could you uh, yeah, that was, tell us one of the? Could you tell us one of the ones about them running on all fours? Uh, well, that one that crossed the road uh, was a uh, was definitely um, that right there was out, and to me, it, it's uh, how fast they can run. Um, there, there's there's no way that a whitetail deer could ever outrun one. They're they're faster than a whitetail. I'm I'm sure y'all have seen whitetails, a whitetail deer running dead out and oh, yeah. there's no way there's there's no way a deer could outrun one they move they move mm. quite a bit faster and they're, were, they're very, were you able very to smooth. were you able to tell if it was you know running like a chimp or a gorilla running on its knuckles or uh to me the closest thing i've seen is probably a chimp uh, chimp is actually pretty smooth whenever they're running, uh, you know, on all fours like that. Uh, the difference, the difference between it that I that I noticed, or for me, what I think I noticed is that they're with the chimp sets lower in the back end. You know, the mm-hmm. the shoulders, the head and shoulders set up a little bit higher than the than the back end on the chimp. 
where this creature here, it's may not be exactly level, but it's it's a lot closer to being level than a chimp is. Hmm. On a, on all fours, yeah. Now it's uh, okay. we we've also I also I've seen another one, in also it was also in Falk <clears throat> that was on all fours. Uh, that was the time that was actually a, a mama and had two little ones with it. I didn't see the little ones. Now William's son Reese he saw the little ones and he also saw the mama and I saw the mama. And with her, of course, the one the one that I saw up there by Costop Falls that one. The top of its back probably came up to maybe the half of the picnic table, so it wasn't it wasn't just a real big creature. But now the one I saw down there at, at in the Falk area, uh, the top of her back would have been at least at my waist or or higher. She was she was quite mm. a bit bigger. Yeah. And <laughs> that's quite that's yeah. pretty big. Yeah, yeah. She, she she's a big girl. <laughs> so, so what happened yeah. to that encounter? Did y'all just walk up on them, or uh, we were actually in the encounter come to be? Yeah, we were in a vehicle. Is one of the places where William had had a had an encounter before, and there have actually been several encounters at that spot there at the boat ramp. That was a I don't know. It's going to be the boat ramp on the uh, on the east side over uh, from. Uh, you've been to Smith Park, so you know where that's. Yep. At. It's going to be across the highway from that. Uh, that is, is the that boat the ramp. Boat? I'm, I'm was it Mercer? Oh, okay. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's where that I was believe at. that's the. I believe that's the same boat ramp that, uh, when we were out there, two three years ago, that I think I saw something, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because. It was June, and there were lightning bugs everywhere. So <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm just I'm just gonna chalk chalk it up to it was just lightning bugs instead of eye shine because I don't know because it was far enough away to where it lit up, but it went away that as quick as it lit up. So I yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh well that that wasn't the first that wasn't the first encounter I'd had there at the boat ramp in uh after the uh. Texas conference in 2018 William and I we drove we came back through there on the way back from the conference and William got out there he was doing some calls and we had uh, had one that came from the south up there toward us and we could hear the thing we could hear we could hear this we could hear the thing coming toward us and it got up there to the edge of the parking lot there by one of the big oak trees on the east side of the parking lot, and that's where I saw some eyes shine. And that's after I saw the eyes shine. I mean, it disappeared and everything went quiet. You know, we we got busted and we got busted and the game was over. So, mm. I mean, the mama and the mom and the babies was actually the second was the second encounter I've had there at that spot. So. so uh, when you have that encounter with the mama and the babies, I know uh, you said Reese seen them, um, but uh, did y'all just drive up and they just so happened to be off, off to the side and take off? Or? Yes. Yeah, that, that's okay. what it was. They were off to the side, and whenever William got up there, 
Reese was shining with his spotlight, and I didn't. I didn't see the babies. Then I, when I turned my spotlight on, which mine was a little bit stronger than his, that's when I lit up the mama, and mm. they took off. They were they were right there, not not too far off the edge of the parking lot is where they were actually at, and they went on into the woods. Well, after that, gotcha. my daughter she she was in charge of the recorder that night. My daughter Sydney. She was in charge of the recorder, so she recorded the conversation that Reese and I had about what we had seen. It was because uh, we went into the detail, and I told him what I seen was black, and he was he was telling me about the round head, uh, which those had round heads. Uh, and we got actually got out of the vehicle, and we and we walked up the road a little ways, and uh, we we'd been up the road there uh, probably. 15 minutes or so and I and I did a call and I got a tree knock in response to it from out there in the woods where they the woods same woods that they had ran into which was a which was a call that I'd heard one night here at home you know I'd, uh, I'd stepped outside to uh, I guess I guess mark my territory so to speak whenever I shut the carport door I didn't I didn't turn any lights on or anything I just walked outside and shut the door when I did that, that one sounded off out there in the woods. And I thought, oh, great. We <laughs> we got one that can't even do the calls right out here keeping watch on me. <laughs> yeah. uh, was was Reese able to tell what color the babies were or uh, whether they were on two feet, on four feet, or hanging off of the mama? Uh, man. William has that recorder, <laughs> I have, and I haven't listened to it in over a year. It's been it's been over a year since we since we had that conversation. But I I think the babies were on all fours as well. You know, I I don't don't hold me to that because he was kind of excited, and I guess I may have been too. You know, during that conversation, but I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to lay eyes on the babies and know for sure if they were upright or if they were on all fours. All fours. I, I, yeah. I do know for sure the mama was. Yeah, I've met Reese. He can mm-hmm. get pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I tell you what, if you go into a spooky area, he's the guy you want with him because he, he'll be able to defend you. <laughs> oh, that that mm-hmm. is for sure. He he had enough he had enough fire firepower when I when I was out there with him, <laughs> and uh, I that was the safest I've ever been in the woods, and I don't usually. Um, not feel safe out there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Whenever, whenever, whenever Sydney and I are out with William and Reese, and I decide I'm going to walk out in the woods or something like that, I, I always tell Sydney, I said, "Stay right here beside Reese. You stay with Reese until <laughs> I get back." <laughs> All right. So the uh, so I'll go ahead. Um. Now go ahead if you had a question or something. There. Oh, I was gonna say uh, the encounter that you had where you uh, kind of lit up the grayish white thing. Would you say that uh, was your uh, scariest encounter, or do you have one that you think tops that, or something that's close to? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the uh, that was that was the that was the scariest that um, I've ever had whenever I actually lit something up or something like that. Mm. Most, of, most of the time whenever I see one, I usually 
I usually get excited. Uh, I, I don't know, as bizarre as that sounds, I kind of get excited. It's uh, Maybe there's a little bit of a thrill factor in this. I, would, I, I guess being honest, yeah, there probably is. Yeah, it's, I know there is. Uh, because when you're out there and you get, to, you get to actually see something and you get to have an encounter with something that's not supposed to exist, yeah, there's, a, there's that thrill factor. But yeah, I, I understand uh, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like I told you Saturday night. Like I tell Michael Waldy all the time. You know, we're all here because we're not all there. You know. <laughs> and, I, and, I, oh, and I think in large part, there's probably a lot of truth in that. <laughs> that is so accurate. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're going out looking for monsters in the dark stuff that. Creatures that, mm-hmm. can, creatures that can see as well at night as what we can during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's, it kind of goes back to like a dog chasing a car. Like, all right, what are you gonna do with it when you catch it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope I never, I hope, I hope one never stops so that I can catch up with it. <laughs> you know, that would make me feel better when they leave. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're like, all right, I, I saw you. I'm done for the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good now. I'm I'm good now. I'm I'm I can you can go on about your business and I'll and I'll cherish this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh yeah, I'd, uh, I, I I don't know. Prior to uh, you know, it was around 2009, the first time I laid eyes on one, and then it it still after that I still didn't want to believe what I'd seen. But I, I'd had some, I'd had a few other things that had happened prior to that. It was probably around 2007. It was up for, uh, I'm not sure how many miles it would, would be from the Albert Pike area. There's a national forest up there. And I was working and I was asleep in my truck one morning. And I don't know, it was probably around 530 or something like that. Uh, it was summertime. I left the truck idling. It was a diesel diesel engine truck. I left it idling. Had the air conditioner on low with the bench seat in it, and I just I stretched out and I went to sleep. And about 5:30, something shook the truck hard enough that it woke me up. And I was, and I thought, well, my coworkers are here and they're messing with me. <laughs> and so I got up. Opened the door of the truck, walked around the truck, and I'm I'm expecting to see these guys, and they weren't there. <laughs> and I didn't, I had no idea. I I still don't know for sure what shook the truck that morning. Uh, but something shook it hard enough that it woke me up after dead sleep. And uh, <laughs> but there was nothing back there when I walked back here to the back of the truck, which is. Which is, I have my suspicion as to what I think it was, but I, I can't prove it. But I've heard a lot of <laughs> other reports. You know, I've heard, uh, uh, I know a guy who lives east of me, and he, uh, he was out with his girlfriend one night, and they were in a, their parking spot. And something, something put its foot on the bumper of his truck and left toe, I can't. I don't know. I guess toe marks on the on the bumper of his truck and a long black hair. <laughs> so, 
and it shook him. And then, needless to say, they got they got back to civilization pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I kind of I, I'm thinking along those lines that what shook the truck that morning woke me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so they're, they're I'm not going to ask you. I was going to say uh, I'm not going to ask you to do the call on here because it probably wouldn't go over very well. Uh, but how? All right. So for everybody that's listening, Stephen has one of the best cows out there and yeah it sounds yeah, he's part really boss. good i and, keep telling y'all this and yeah <laughs> and we were trying trying to figure a way to put the the audio on here to play during the show but you know, <laughs> lauren was slacking off but uh listen here how long Linda. did it, how, how long did it take you to get down that down packed because i know you're like i mean You've got the owl call down packed. You've got that packed. The dying rabbit call mm-hmm. down packed, and you don't use any. Ma- I mean, you just use yourself. You don't use any actual calls or anything. So, <laughs> well, there are times I cheat with the rabbit call. I will. I will confess to that. Yeah, the rabbit call. <laughs> he had in his uh, pocket. I, I, I do, I do cheat that was it. Yeah, call, he though. had. <laughs> yeah, he had the rabbit call in his pocket, and he pulled it out and didn't tell nobody. He was about to, uh, you know, make us all piss our pants. Well, see, you weren't there I, when I he first did it. <laughs> I thought Dustin was going to run away. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't warn anybody yeah. before I did. That. Yeah. No. 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 You didn't. And Twenty feet away. And, you know, I'm not that jumpy in the woods, but I jumped about ten miles in the air when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. But oh, uh, but yeah, Stephen, I mean, you do a great howl. Like it's just like it's just, it sounds like you know two people doing it at one time because you're like it sounds like you use you know several sets of lungs to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's something I've I've worked on for uh, I don't know. It's uh, I I really started working on that probably 2015, and uh, mm-hmm. of course back in that back in 2015 I didn't I didn't know anybody in the Bigfoot community. Absolutely nobody. William and I we we became friends in 1988, and of course he never told me that about his encounter or anything about Bigfoot. He, ne- he never let on in any way. You know, I had to I had to figure it out later on as we when we got together, you know, that we actually went Bigfoot hunting <laughs> in nineteen eighty eight. But uh but yeah, I, I, I did I I really started doing that in two thousand fifteen. Uh I I watched uh, Finding Bigfoot, you know, like a lot of people did. And that's part of, and I got to notice, you know, they were doing calls, and sometimes they they would say that they would get some responses. So I, I started working on that stuff. And of course, I had heard I had heard some things. Uh, you know, it's whenever whenever you hear something when you're sitting on a deer stand and you know it's not a cow, you know it's you know it's nothing else. It's it kind of gives you a little bit to go by there. But I I did that and I had uh but I I quit doing calls for uh, two years 
I quit doing calls in August of 2015, and I didn't do another call until September of 2017, mostly because I didn't know what I was saying to them. And I had, uh, is in August of 2015, I'd, I'd done a call, and I, and I had the thing answer me. And that, that's when reality really set in that, what did I just say to this thing that answered me up there at four thirty in the morning, and I'm out here by myself uh, mm. and since and since then you know i've kinda I've kind of slowly worked my nerve back up it's uh, as I told you you know after after I saw that big one i went through uh, I went through a period of time where I had trouble going to sleep uh went through all the i don't know if it's p t s d or whatever you want to call it i I went through that because it affected me. Uh, and since then, I've, I've kind of worked my nerve back up where I'll I'll be on the job, you know, before daylight at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning sometimes. And if there's not any trucks or anything out there, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll do calls. And I've, 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 been, I've been spooked a few times since then. Uh, it was, uh, I was on the job one morning, had some hours. Uh, I was still working on trying to still working on the owl call and on that particular morning it was in uh, I think September of that year I was trying to have a conversation with the owls and they were just being snooty and they wouldn't let me in on the conversation and I kept I kept doing calls <laughs> and I kept doing calls and they wouldn't answer me they wouldn't talk back to me and then when that, that morning when I first got there I mean you could you could see you could there was enough there was enough it wasn't a it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't a full moon or anything, but, I mean, you could you could see how, when your eyes adjusted the dark, you could see the silhouette of trees out there in the distance. And sometime that morning, before, right before, not long before daylight, well, for some reason, a fog rolled in. And the fog rolled in, and it was so thick that you probably couldn't see 30 yards in front of you. That, that's how thick the fog rolled in that morning. And I decided to go ahead and do the call that I'd heard here at home. Uh, that one that didn't do a very good call. Just trying to imitate an owl, and it did a very poor job of it. So I did that, thinking, well, I wonder what the owls are going to do with this. I wish that it had been an owl that answered me that morning. <laughs> because about 75 yards away, I got a really loud response from that call. And... That was that was one of those times after I figured out that I wasn't going to have to change my underwear that morning. That I, <laughs> I thought maybe I need to quit. Maybe I need to listen to William and stop doing this stuff out here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, that was uh, I don't know. But like like I talked about before, you know, just maybe maybe I am just a little bit of a. An adrenaline junkie when it comes to some of this. I don't know. I'm sure I just should have a little sense. bit, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody needs a little bit of a thrill in their life every now and then, though. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep saying I'm always looking for my next near-death experience. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep hanging out with us. <laughs> it probably happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, mm. my uh, my neighbors are probably about to get start getting mad at me because I'm I'm gonna be going outside every day and practicing my owl calls and my Ohio howls because I I will be out, be yeah. able to get on a ridge down from you and just be able to holler back and forth and maybe just really piss something off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's something that's in, I guess in future <laughs> in the future that's something I'd like to do is kind of kind of spread out a little bit and you know just see you know I, I don't know how far I don't know how far they can hear me whenever I do whenever I get really loud with a call and most of the time I try not to get too loud with it especially if I think they're fairly close I'll, I usually try to soften it up and uh, uh, maybe try to coax them on in so to speak with that mm. uh, I, I know I didn't I don't think I really did that Saturday night because everything seemed like most of the vocals that we heard on Saturday night they were pretty good ways off. You know. Yeah. Either that, that was you toning it so down. Bad we couldn't hear. Huh? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I, I don't have to be that loud all the time. <laughs> um, okay. I'd like to hear your really soft howl then. <laughs> well, I, I do I do a different call whenever I'm whenever I'm being soft. <laughs> I, I, I usually sometimes sometimes I try to growl and just see what happens with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Stephen, uh, what what do you think they are? Right now, I'm still of the opinion that it's probably North America's great ape. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm correct on that. I'm probably not because they're these these things are intelligent, mm. and they they can think. They can they're smarter than anything else out there in the woods, and I'm, I I don't I won't back up from saying that one bit. Uh, that that's part of what William and I have been working on. It's uh, for me. I've kind of I've, I've seen several of them, and you know I, I talked about the I've had rocks on the stump, and I've kind of I've moved from the rocks to to a glyph, and now I'm getting things rearranged on that, and I'm I'm really wishing that I could understand that if these things. Are they trying to communicate with me, or is it just I, I don't know I mean, what are they doing because they will they will rearrange things, and i just i wish i had a i wish I had more understanding of that you know i've been i'm I'm just as interested right now in trying to figure out why they do what they do as I am mm. at, at seeing one. Um, with with me, I've been I've been very fortunate or very blessed, I guess, in a sense that I know within the past three years of kind of I'm not saying that they're migrating, but they what they do each year seems to be the same thing, and I, I know. We'll, during the summertime, sometime usually, sometime in June, usually on toward the end of June, they usually go quiet. 
the only I, I think I've heard one howl that wasn't a response to me during the summer months in three years. Hmm. Uh, they'll go quiet during the summertime. Uh, it's usually sometime mid to late September. I'll start hearing them again, and I'll I'll usually hear them all winter long. On into the spring, I, I usually hear vocals that that I don't that I'm not I'm not getting them to make the vocals. They're doing it on their own. And each year, sometime around the end of June, they usually they go quiet again. And I kind of think they I think they move out for a little while. They will come back because I have seen them in July before, and I have seen them in September. But mm. I. It, the, the the times that they show back up around here, uh, it's a lot more spaced out than what it is during the winter months in the springtime. And things like that, that's what I'm that's that's what I'm really interested in right now because I know for three years in a row they've done the they've done the same thing. You can't I can't set I can't set a date and tell you exactly what day they're going to be back because it seems to seems to vary. Mm. But they 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 do have somewhat of a pattern that they go through, from my observation. So does the pattern include somewhere around the beginning of December? Or? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, well, it's usually in September. Usually in September, that's when they start becoming more vocal again. Uh, awesome. I don't. I don't know exactly why they get quiet in the summertime. I honestly don't. Uh, maybe maybe there's somebody out there who knows more about it, or they've they've been observing this longer, and they maybe they have an answer. Um, usually, uh, a lot of times it seems uh, there are times that William and I we've We've called them up during the summer, you know, like in July, and they seem to be spread out. You know, they're not grouped up together as much. Hmm. You know, so and that was that was that that's also interesting. You know, it's just like the just like the ones in Oklahoma. Those things uh, they throw more rocks in Oklahoma, <laughs> I think, than they do here in Arkansas. <laughs> When, yeah, we've had a uh, rock throwing incidents. Yeah, yeah, they, they bunch of rock throwing boogers over there. It's uh, <laughs> around here. They don't they don't seem to throw as many rocks. They will throw stuff. Uh, there's a there's a place that William and I were going to during the summertime. It's um it's a spot that's in between us. Is uh, pretty convenient for both of us to go to. You know, because things are mm. kind of things that slowed way down at ground zero and in that particular area they do more tree knocks there than any place I've ever been hmm. and I, I don't know if it's simply because there's all the hardwood but around here I mean there's a bunch of hardwood but they don't do near as many tree knocks I, I don't and this right here is the thing that I would I'd, I'd love to find out more you know about Yeah, is why why they behave differently in this certain area than they do over here. Mm. Well, I was wondering, uh, you know, 
how you said, you know, they're only vocal during certain times of year. Do you mm-hmm. think the the we could kind of contribute that to you know like white-tailed deer, like in no, when the colder months in November or like late October, November, December, the white the deer are in pre-rut and they're rutting and it's you know their mating season. Do you think the right. that they're when they're more vocal when it's during mating season? Possibly, that, I mean, that could be. You know, it's a um, you know that's another thing that I thought about and I've heard people talk about before. You know, is uh once they uh once once the summer months are gone and all that all that browse and all that vegetation out there that they were able to feed on disappears. Uh, you know, they probably have to hunt. They probably have to start hunting then, and you know they have to. A lot of times, from what I've listened to some people that. I trust say you know they'll 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 get together as a as a group and do a hunt. You know I I, I believe that's what some of these uh, little uh, blinds or things like that may be. You know they'll drive one to a spot, uh, say if it's a yeah. deer or whatever, a hog. They'll push them, you know, which is which people do that. I, I've I've known. In in times past, you know, when I've been with hunting club or whatever, you know, it's a uh, ground. If it's real dry and the dogs can't pick up a scent, well, you get a bunch of people and you just have the people start walking through the woods and they'll have your standers on the other side of the woods and push the deer out towards them. So, which is which is something I've I've done and been involved with before. You know, I kind of think that uh, these creatures are. Are smart enough to do something like that as well. And y'all, y'all have actually found a lot of uh, structures down there. Um, I know, I know. Willis, Willis sent me a, a couple of pictures of the ones he's found, and they're they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They uh, there are more down there in the South area than there actually are here where I'm at. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. They uh, they seem to. I don't know if they're just showing off, trying to impress the ladies, or what they've got going on down there. But they do. They they seem to do more stuff down there than they do here. You know, it's uh, in some of these places here where I where I've I've seen them, where I've had sightings and stuff. Uh, you're not just going to find just a whole lot of whole lot of sign that they're even here. You'll find uh, you'll find some tree breaks and you'll find some bows, but it's 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 not near as much as what you'll find down there. And that 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 seems to be a little bit different, you know. I, I'm talking you don't you don't have to move very far at all to find slightly different habits with them as far as the tree manipulations and things, or rock throwing or tree knocks. Hmm. Um, so, uh, has there been anything else that you've seen uh, that you couldn't necessarily explain, like like any other kind of weird creatures or like ghosts, UFOs? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've seen some strange lights in the sky before. <laughs> we'll say that it's a. Uh... I, I, of course, I, you know I, I can't prove that it was a 
an actual UFO or anything like that. You know, I don't. Who knows? It might have been might have been our government with some kind of top secret stuff that people weren't supposed to be paying attention to. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. With uh, with that right there, that's uh, we do have a uh, picture of. Uh, I don't know. I guess I should have sent you that so y'all could have seen it. It's uh, uh I do have a cam- game camera picture of uh, some blue. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's something blue out there, and it's probably hmm. seven or eight feet up off the ground, and there's nothing for a coon to be standing on for it to be a coon. So I don't know exactly what they are. Uh, I, I can, I, I'll send you the picture, and you'll know as much about it as I do after you see it. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, uh, sometimes there's some strange things out there. Um, and I think I think people who spend enough time out there sooner or later you're gonna you're gonna see some stuff that you don't necessarily know how to explain. Uh, mm. And I think I think the world is full of stuff that we don't fully understand. You know, it's uh, and and I, I believe there's stranger things out there than what most people are comfortable admitting to actually being out there. No, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. You know, as as far as me, I I can't say that I've ever seen a ghost. I have had some odd things happen, Um, even at my house before. You know, uh, (laughs) I guess I guess one of the I guess one of the odd things I've had happen. uh, I was uh, a few years ago. I like to whenever I whenever I hunt, I like to process my own deer. I I'm, I guess I'm, I'm kind of picky with it, and I want to make sure it's done the way I want it done. Mm. And I was processing deer in the kitchen, and I had the back door open to the house, and there was no wind that day. It was a it was a nice day. We had the windows open, we had the door open. There's just no no breeze at all. And I'd open the back door, and I was in there processing deer and some reason my door shut so hmm. I get up and I go back there and I open the door again and I had much more than sat down and the door shuts again <laughs> so I get up and I go open the door again when the door when the door shut that last time I I done get a little upset by that point and I just said out loud I want the door left open and I opened the door, and the door didn't shut again that day until I closed it. <laughs> so so, so I, I don't know. It's, people people can think of that whatever they want to think of it, but that's that's kind of my odd story at home there. So. <laughs> mm. uh, but we've uh, we've William and I we've uh, I, I don't know with. Dustin Lauren, have y'all both experienced it whenever everything just goes quiet out there in the woods? Yes. That's what I was yeah. saying Saturday night. It was I yes. kept commenting, I said, Y'all I said there is there was one cricket when we pulled up yeah. in front of the truck. One cricket. And then after we'd been there a minute it shut up and there was nothing else in the woods until we heard we heard I don't know if it was a fox or a big cat. I I haven't 
honestly try to go listen to it, but there was something out there making a weird noise, but it, I don't think it was squatch mm-hmm. related, but like, right. other than that, it was completely silent the entire night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was either a fox or a bobcat out there yelling mm-hmm. from the distance out there looking for love. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had that, uh, we, it was the weekend of Kenobi when we uh, got a little bit nervous and uh, it was me, Lauren, and mm-hmm. our friend Kendall, and uh, we all three started feeling kind of like, Maybe we should get in the truck instead of just staying mm-hmm. at the back of it because we had lights out. It was almost dead quiet, and we got in the truck and we weren't there very long, and then we left. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of funny whenever that happens. Is uh, it was in 2017, September 2017. My wife was uh, cleaning the pool. I was inside the house. My kids were inside the house. And I'm going to say it's probably 6 or 6.30 in the evening. And she comes in the house and says, come out here and listen to this. So I go outside and I'm listening. And I looked at her and I said, what do you want me to hear? She said, listen to that. There's no noise. And that time of year in Arkansas, the tree frogs are out. Crickets are out. There's all kinds of noise going on, birds, everything else. There's, it's not quiet. But at that particular time, it was just deathly quiet. And that was the first time that I think she'd ever experienced that. Um, earlier this year, William and I, we were actually driving down the road, and we got to witness that happen firsthand. Uh, on that night, there was... There wasn't anything happening at Ground Zero, and so we drove north of there. And I was probably going four or five miles an hour in the truck. We were just barely creeping down the road, hoping something might run across the road in front of us. And we were going by uh, going by a wooded area on my side of the truck, and when I got, I guess, I guess when I got even with it, something whistled at us out of the woods. So I guess me being me, I whistled back at it. <laughs> and after I whistled at it, the next thing that happened was everything just shut up instantly. I mean, it just, mm. it went deathly quiet all at once. There was no, there wasn't. Part of it got quiet right here around the truck, and part of it got quiet down the road. It all shut up at one time. And if that had been on William's side of the truck, I probably would have stopped the truck and told him to go out there and look around and see what you'd see. But (laughs) it was on my side of the truck, so I kept kept going down the road. (laughs) But that was a – but that was a – that was something that we, you know, we got to witness firsthand that happened. Um. So I mean, this is real. This is a this is a real thing that does happen, and you know I've I've experienced that several times. And it's sometimes it's kind of eerie whenever everything is just quiet because you know you know there's stuff out there that should be making noise, you know, and what yeah. has taken place that caused it all to go quiet. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So, you know, people talk yeah. about infrasound, they talk about ultrasound, and, you know, that's a... I guess I guess wherever they are with it, you know that's that's where they are with it. But the, that that type of thing does happen. Yeah, that's that's only happened to me a couple of times, but I've never had had a encounter when it got quiet. It just would get really quiet, and it it, may, it mainly happens when I'm out hunting. It'll get really quiet for a little while after I've already been there, you know, for an hour or two. And then they'll yeah. get really quiet, and then after a few minutes, everything kicks back in, and it's like, yeah. wow, that's, what the hell did that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, when everything gets so quiet, it uh, it's just death, deathly quiet. That's, uh, that, uh, if you're paying attention at all, that'll, that'll really make you wonder what, what, what caused it. What, what's out here that made that happen? Because because a lot of times, you know, if you ride a four wheeler into the area, well, the squirrels might quit and get quiet for a little mm-hmm. while. But the birds will usually just keep doing what they're doing because they're not bothered by it. Hmm. But, uh, as far as the frogs, I mean, good luck trying to make those things shut up. Oh, man, <laughs> the time we went to Falk, it was in June... And like till this to this day, I could still hear those frogs out there at Alex Smith Park. <laughs> it was almost deafening how loud those frogs get. Oh, it yes. about drove us insane. Mhm. Yes, and there, there are times you, there are times the frogs are so loud that it's, it makes it difficult hearing hearing the responses. I mean, it sounds. I, I don't know how many of them. <laughs> I don't know how many of them are out there, but it, it seems like there's way too many. I'll, I'll say that because it, that's uh, my wife and I. We were we were out, and I had stopped on the bridge there on the Oklahoma Arkansas line, or real close to it. And I got out and I'd done some calls and I got some responses. And my goodness, it was it was. It wasn't. It wasn't real easy to hear the responses because of the frogs. They were. They were just that loud, and there were so many of them. Yeah, I think uh, when me and the other SBA guys, after we got done with that trip, uh, we decided we weren't coming back to Falcon unless it was winter time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we 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 went deaf from the frogs. We got almost grabbed and taken off by the mosquitoes but the mosquitoes mm-hmm. were fighting the chiggers that were getting our ankles <laughs> yeah. so yeah. It, it got pretty bad down there when we were there so I'm looking forward to get back so. but when it's nice yeah. and cold yeah you you have to you, you just about have to be desperate to want to go, go Bigfoot hunting in the summertime here in the south it's oh, <laughs> there's so much yeah, I mean, between the mosquitoes and chiggers and frogs and everything else, that's, uh, it makes it difficult. It makes you really question if that's what you should have been doing. Instead of, <laughs> just, just that, instead of being somewhere, being in a pool or somewhere else, you know. 
in air conditioning. Anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah anywhere but there. Why, why, yeah, why am I out here sweating at 1030 at night, you know, it's when I could be at home in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, well, what was it you we're said our... we're all out here? <laughs> yeah. All of yeah, us out here, but we ain't all here. Crazy. Yeah, we're, we're all, we're yeah, all that... here because we ain't all there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that that really makes it hit home during the summertime when you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. drive into some well, spooky place that, with a narrow road and knowing good and well if they throw a tree down, you're <laughs> oh, you're probably gonna be in trouble. <laughs> but that's uh, well, Lauren. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> I do not. Um, I I don't. Uh, Stephen, we have really, really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, you have been a great guest, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your experiences and, and thoughts with us. Yeah, we really well, enjoyed I, having I, you on here. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you giving me the giving me the opportunity to be here with you. And I, I really did enjoy uh, going out there Saturday night. That was a lot of fun. Look forward to doing that again. Oh yeah. Hopefully next yeah. time. Yeah. Hopefully next time our main area won't be flooded, and yeah. it'll be a whole lot easier for me to figure out where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, you did uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Huh? You did good Saturday night. You did. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Once we. I, yeah, I, I think was, we should. I was uh, not expecting. Yeah, I think we should uh, give Michael Waldy a little shout out because I kind of mm-hmm. uh, scared him quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell this story real quick, and then we'll end in the show. So we were aiming to get to this one ridge, and we looked on the GPS when we had signal, and we were like, "All right, we need to go down here, turn right." And then we'll go all the way around this bridge and come to this part, this one spot where we want to get to. Well, there's two different roads to get to it. You can either take the long way or the short way. Well, we decided, you know, we're going to take the short way. So Stephen mm-hmm. is in front mm-hmm. of me Shortcut. in his truck. And in, yeah, in my truck, I have <laughs> Lauren, Mary, Elijah, Kendall, all in the front. And then um, we, we only had Michael and uh, Sydney in the back of the truck, like the bed of the truck. Well, we're <laughs> gunning it down this road, and we go through this big just it, – it was, it was basically a pond we just <laughs> flew through. And we keep going, and Steven hits the brakes. So I hop out to see what's wrong. Well – the road disappears. Like there's no road. And I'm like I'm like, all right, well let me back up and we'll get turned around and we'll go the opposite direction. Well, I wasn't paying attention to how wide the road was, so I didn't think I could turn around because I was trying to pay attention to everybody else. So I start I tell Michael, I'm like, All right, hold on. Well I start backing all the way up and I get to that pond and He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're backing up to the first. Hold on. Are we about to jump something? 
he was panicking in the back of the truck thinking we were about to take a head uh, running start or whatever we were about to do. I think and uh, I think you were you were not in the in the same truck I was in because Michael Waldy was not panicking at all. Whenever you said, oh, hold yeah. on, he said, yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, that, that is true. He, he, he said afterwards oh. that he was kind of worried, and then he was just like, screw it, yeehaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, he, he thought he, we were about to do the hazard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe if you had tried jumping that, so you'd, your truck would still be there. <laughs> Uh, I, I think if I, uh, yeah, I think Walt uh, Michael would have went for a, a, you know, he would have been Superman for a few seconds if I uh, had tried to jump that. Yeah, yeah, so. he would have. <laughs> but that's all I got tonight. Yeah, Do you yeah, have anything I, I was born. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, I, I uh, enjoy no. getting to meet a. Uh, Getting getting to meet all the folks up there, you know Elijah and Elijah and Sydney and Charles and uh, um, Cynthia and Mary. Yeah. So that was a, that was a Kendall. That was a that was a fun time. So, yeah, we. You're always welcome to come back out with us, and we really enjoyed your company and your calls, and we really enjoyed having you on tonight with us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I look forward to doing it again, and hopefully next time we won't have a full moon, and and uh, mm-hmm. we can get get a few more vocals and get away from running water. Yes, yeah, the running <laughs> water that was. <laughs> so we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, can't wait till the next outing. Anything yep. else? I look forward to it. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. And everyone, um, just if you enjoy our show, be sure to like, share, um, do all those things. And um, if you are not able to listen live, you can go check um, our YouTube, Stitcher, or Apple Podcast um, is where we're at. And check our Facebook for updates on new guests. All right. Well, I think we're going to call it a night. Again, Stephen, thank you for coming on, and uh, we will see everyone else next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bigfoot Radio.